0: Honey, check it. Tell your friends to get with my friends, and we could be friends. We could listen to Boys in the Huddle every other weekend. Is that all right? Is that all right with you? Yeah. Keep banging. baby bubba what's going on fellas
1: and we back like we never left got that building up some momentum out there ron what's up man how you feeling about the show so far
2: yo man i like what we're doing let's keep it going i'm ready to go no small talk jump right in
0: (coughs) we're jumping right in huh so we're jumping right into the biggest news going on in philadelphia and don't take my money motherfuckers we're going to go ahead and get to the biggest news going on in Philadelphia. And what is that, Ron? What would you say is the biggest news going on in the
2: city? I mean, look, all you got to do is turn to ninety-seven-five to the and you'll know. There's a guy by the name of Bryce Harper, mm. the $330 million man.
0: Uh. Check him out.
1: It's a lot of long faces at work <laughs> last week, man. Looks like they somebody shot their dog out here in DC, man.
0: Thirteen years, three hundred million dollars. Y'all, y'all got,
1: three hundred and three, thirty. Don't thirteen. Three,
0: three thirty, thirty. Three thirty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I'm thinking about the deal he 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 left from the Nationals right. for ten years at three hundred, which <laughs> would have given him a bigger annual salary. It's kind of mm. confusing how all of that played out. What do y'all think about what Mr. Is, what he's doing out here?
2: Man, I mean, the bottom line is, I guess it kind of tells these uh, the young fellas, like, hey, if you believe in something and you're good enough, then stay strong on it and you're going to get what you deserve. You know, yeah, you'll, but you'll I, get what, th- what you deserve.
0: I, I'm more so confused about how it happened. Like, he left a pretty good contract to pretty much take less money – Month, less money annually, but right. he's going to get right. three more years with more guaranteed money. From that standpoint, to me, it kind of raises the question of why? They, why was that so important? Why not? He, why was that so, so important?
1: Yeah, so I think the the prior contract that was the highest was uh was a Gene Carlos Stanton. He's what three was three twenty five. So yeah. I think this number yeah, for ten. Yeah, was it for ten? Okay, he, he still has yeah. the
0: highest annual. Uh, salary in the sport.
1: Okay. So, but I guess he, he, so Harper goes down with the highest gross um, earnings, right. earnings,
0: but right. not Matt,
2: salary. Total. Yeah. Right.
0: Yes. So, yeah, it just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Like, is he thinking, like, well, if it doesn't work out, they still got to pay me? Because I, I think the Giants offered him a good amount of money, a higher annual salary, and the Dodgers. Seven year deals. Yes. But if they're seven year deals and say he's not what they thought, it's going to be harder for him to get. That type of money going forward, but yeah. that that I don't know. To me, that kind of just raises a bit of doubt. I don't know. I'm happy to have him. It's exciting for the city. I will definitely be attending some Phillies games this year, which we spoke you know about that? last episode. Me and Dante haven't gone for the past couple.
1: Yeah, now nah, I I know what you're saying. It's almost like is he. Too much. It could it could it be a sign where he's not a team first guy, too much about himself or something. I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm. I think, Ron, I agree with you. At the end of it, it's like you see the Phillies making making headline news for the first time in a while. So you, I mean, you got to feel feel good about that. But
3: the, right, the and contract from, thing is a little from, bit. It
2: is. But I think from his standpoint, I think it was more so a matter of wanting to. I think he clearly he sees a future here in Philadelphia, and that. It, it came down to that's what he wanted his future to be. Right. right, um, right. You know, he, it, it was, I think it's more so, more so I want to be here in Philly. Um, I right. want it to be that I'm going to be here for a long time. And if I'm going to be here for a long time, if I have to take a little bit less annually um, to ensure that we're able to bring in the people that he keeps talking about, like the Mike Trout, then you have to have some, some free money, you know, uh, per year, you know, he that, don't get twisted. He, he, he didn't, he didn't shortchange himself. Let's not make it, you know, to where he, he, it's all like, yeah. uh, you know, um, he didn't shortchange himself. But, you that, know, but I think that in doing it, he was also trying to give the Phillies a, just a small bit of flexibility to be able to bring in other primetime players yeah. uh, to the city. Kind of like what, what LeBron and them have done in the NBA, you know.
0: That's, that's what they're saying. I don't think that translate as well in baseball. You can have all the best players in the world on one team, it won't guarantee a championship like we see with Golden State. Um, but I'm just curious, also, a guy that's from Vegas, he's already been in Washington for a, a good long right. time. I was shocked right. he wanted to be in Philadelphia as much as I love the city. As opposed we love to LA or something, right? Yeah. Typically, if you're yeah. a West Coast guy, that's where you're gonna want to be. So I was a little bit surprised from that standpoint, also, but. You know he's here. um, Looking forward to it, and we'll have to see. We have to see how far we can go. He's definitely excited though.
1: Yeah, they got a few other players too, don't they? I mean, then they add. Yeah, uh, yeah, they
2: got a bunch of other all stars. Right. uh, Shortstop, uh, the catcher. um, You know,
1: your man man McCutcheon, right? He's well,
2: no, he. I mean, he's 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 past his prime. They got uh, that catcher
0: from. um, They got that catcher from. from, um, yeah. Yes. The uh, yeah, they got him from, uh, got him. from Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. So Miami. that's a good pickup. And I heard Bryce has spoken highly of him in the past. So yeah. that was almost like a bargaining yeah. chip to bring him.
2: Yeah, they say that he was they say you know, the best catcher um in, in the majors. So, you know, to to have a, a prime time catcher, uh have Bryce Harper, you got uh Reese Hoskins, um, you know, Cleaning up behind Bryce. So I, I mean, I they just, did it the other day in spring training. You know, you Bryce gets on with a walk. The very next pitch to to Reese, he jacks it to to, to left field. So you know, it's going to be a lot more of that this year um, for the Phillies. Uh, I, I so, just you know, want to yeah. say
0: for the record, so Dante knows, Chooch is no longer the catcher for the Phillies. I was about to say they
1: let my man Chooch go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chooch has not uh, been yeah, the no, catcher in about ten four years, years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, probably ten
0: years. Gonna this,
1: this, man, probably. that's so just crazy. so you know. That's don't go crazy. out and
0: try to find the Chooch jersey.
1: I was gonna say, it's gone. So Scott Rowland's out of there. Yeah,
0: Scott's no longer. on Yeah, Scott's no longer on the team. Yeah. Yeah. No on the team. Pa- Pat Burrow too. He's yeah. now, he's no longer yeah. with us.
1: Oh, uh, Patty yeah. yeah. lives forever.
0: Pat, Pat, the Bad is gone. Pat just so you bad. know. <laughs> hey man, Chase Utley lives forever. I don't know what y'all talking. Oh, yeah, right. that's my man. Hey. Don't get it wrong. Legend, twisted. That's my man. Legend. But for the most part, I don't think most niggas care about baseball. But this sparked a little uh, idea that we had about the top five worst signings in Philadelphia history. I'm going to let y'all go through whoever, who who you guys researched and what, what y'all came up with. We'll try to see if we can come to a consensus list of the top five worst signings. It could be either via trade or it can be uh, a free agent, a draft, whatever the case may be. Who wants to start this off? Yeah, I'm jumping go? right in. You gonna go when you got five? Jump- you wanna nah. go? Who you I'm got? jumping
2: right in, baby. I told you I'm not messing around today because I'm ready. What you All, got? Right. All right, so I'm we gonna go we're gonna go pretty much in order. So I'm gonna start it off with number five. Number five, we gotta go with the Eagles, right? Um Byron Maxwell.
3: Oh mm. my god. hmm mm-hmm.
2: Byron Maxwell. Oh my god. Two thousand fifteen. Chip Kelly said he is the number one cornerback in the league and we are happy to have him so happy that we're going to give him a six year 63 million dollar contract with 25 guaranteed
3: Mm.
2: 25 guaranteed he ended the year i think with about uh, 53 solo tackles so that equates to about 2 million or point uh uh, per
3: tackle he ended the
1: year he ended the year still looking for julio jones nigga (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. C- well, he was Cotullio with us for that Courtney. one
0: year, right? Yeah, they. they, they that was yeah, that's it. it. They got rid of him that's in Miami it. the next year. How much oh, did yeah. he get? Sixty? How much guaranteed money did he get? About thirty or something?
2: I think Ron said twenty five. Twenty five?
0: Jesus Christ! But I don't know. The contract million. was for sixty. I remember the contract was sixty. Right. So. It was
2: sixty three million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twenty five up front. Now, yeah, he ended the season ranked as the 80th quarter cornerback. 80th. I don't even think there are 85 cornerbacks in the NFL. He's ranked Christ. number eight. <laughs> I was shout 81, nigga. Kelly. I was 81, just so you know. Yeah, you were. You were. And you had a hell of a game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's number five. After that, we're going to keep it with the Eagles, right? This, is, this can be 4A, 4B, whatever. And this is a shout to that motherfucker Chip Kelly once again. This isn't a signing, but it is a trade. Trading LaShawn McCoy, and I'm going to couple that with letting Deshaun Jackson go. Once again.
0: It's not about who we let go, though. We got to talk about who we got. Who do we get in in the deals?
2: All right. Well, in that deal, when we let LaShawn go, we got the great Kiko motherfucking Alonzo. Hmm. All
0: right? You got Kiko at number four.
2: We? Yeah. 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 You know, Kiko is actually...
0: Doing his thing. He's now, Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I didn't do yeah, shit with us. We can't
2: talk about that. We can, yeah, we talking about what he did with us, which is not a damn thing. And just, again, I know that, that the Deshaun Jackson thing wasn't a trade right, and it wasn't right. a signing, but we're putting that in. That's an asterisk, right? So
0: Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's more so who we got. So you got Kiko at number four, worst trades in yeah. Philadelphia history. Being yeah. because of the guys that we did lose to get something like that. So I, I, I exactly. do understand fact in
1: that. Ed. I got you. Gave, yeah. gave up the number yeah. one leading running back in Eagles
2: history. Yes.
1: For
0: that Mr. Ha- that, Kiko
2: that Alonzo. It That's happened, right. man. It That's right. All right. So next up, I'm going to switch it up. We're going, to go, we're going to go to the Wells Fargo Center with this one. And this is a conglomerate, right? So I'm just going to say probably about 85% of the signings during the process. All right, I'm going to give you a name. Jakar Sampson. You know who he is? Yeah. yeah I know. Me. Either. I know. I remember no, you him. Don't. He went to
1: St. John's. Yeah.
2: yeah. Unfortunately, he was one of the signings during the process. You want to hear what our starting five was during the process? These were all people that we brought in. Listen to this starting five. This, I'm sure this scared the shit out of the people on the other side. We got Jeremy Grant, who, in hindsight, right, playing out there with, with, with the Golden State Warriors, good player. Cool, but fuck that. We had Jeremy Grant. We had Glenn Robinson. Things not to KC. be confused with, not to be confused with Big Dog. This is the little dog, right? Then we had Jacar Samson. We also had. Niggas, you can't Cunningham.
0: bundle in the fucking twenty niggas into number three. Who's number three? What the fuck? You can't it, name thirty the, niggas in in the process. I can. no nah, I'm is, not rolling it, with that. We got to come to a consensus at the end of this. So. So yeah, right. I'm well, not, I mean, the I mean, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. But that's that's yeah, going yeah, to be cut. yeah,
2: that's what I'm doing. Okay. that's what I'm doing. The entire process, and just Henry Sims. Yeah, I know he's not related to Reggie or Michael. I, I don't Sims.
0: agree with that just because we it was a process. We knew what we were doing signing those guys. They didn't cost us a ton of money. We didn't throw Nigga, money away.
2: I'm not talking uh, about the money. I'm talking. You said the worst signings. I'm yeah, telling but you. It,
0: it has to be some criteria, and for me, it's about niggas stealing money like your man maxwell that was that was legitimate but that's what you want to throw in there okay who you got at number two the, the whole process is what you're doing at number three
2: the whole process okay. that was terrible number two chip kelly
3: mm. horrible okay it
2: was horrible okay. and guess what he was responsible for three of our for two of the top five fucking moments right here so once again hashtag fuck chip kelly i hate him I'm
0: everything you. about him i'm with you
2: the worst signing in Philadelphia history, and I was actually there for it. And I'm going to tell you a little I story about know me this You're damn right. I hate his hair, and I hate everything about him, too. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Bleeping Bynum. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I Oh, you. my God. I'm hey, too. You. So, just in the same way that you were the 81st-ranked cornerback that year, you scored as many points in the Sixers jersey as Andrew Bynum did.
3: <laughs> All right?
2: <laughs> All right. So, hang your jersey in the rafters right next to his. Is it
0: eighty-five billion?
2: Oh my God, way too much. We got rid of a. I mean, now again, this is part of the process. This is the beginning, so it's all right. But Andrew Bynum, man, we had high hopes for the guy, and and it was horrible. I was actually down at the Constitution Center when they had they they pulled out the they all they pulled out a whole thing. We're all down there. We're waiting the signing, and he's interviewing and all that. I'm in line. I'm talking to Andrew Bynum, handshakes. I got my phone in front of me, right? So I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor? he just tell Sonny, hey, work hard, and yada, yada, yada. So he does this little thing. He talks into my camera. I'm like, all right, cool, man. This is going to be decent. I'm going to be able to go to Sonny' football practice. I'm going to show him this. Don't you know that, as God will have it, when I left from there, I had nothing on my phone. The shit didn't record, and it didn't save.
1: Nigga, that
0: ain't Andrew's fault. Shit. I'm going to say, <laughs> no, I'm gonna you, tell you somebody, what it you, is. You are
2: blessed. Not fault. <laughs> right. That's exactly. Divine <laughs> intervention. It was the big fella up telling me, this guy ain't shit, and you don't even need this. You know what I mean? So, Andrew Bynum, number one, worst signing in Philadelphia. History. I, I, I think Who's he's going to be
0: on all of our lists. Yeah. I think that's about where he places. I'm still kind of figuring my list out with my head. So I can go next. You got.
1: So, Ron and I had some overlap, but I threw a couple extra names because I figured that would happen. Um the Chip Kelly discussion, though, is really interesting because there was a period, it's, it's, it dates back to March 10th, 2015. That was the time where Chip completely just fucked the team up, and mm-hmm. that's when LaShawn that's when McCoy, the trade that Ron mentioned happened. But the other name I'm going to throw in here, um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to throw it at number five. I mean, we forgot about DeMarco Murray. Remember that? Remember that? It was Mm. like, so LaShawn wasn't supposed to be a system guy and he was owed too much money in the future. Yeah. But then we threw five years, 40 million. To, to DeMarco Murray Probably didn't fit Chip's scheme To begin with He averaged Three, three and a half right. yards Per carry That's the lowest rushing average By yeah. any Eagles running back With at least 170 carries Or something like that Since like Keith Byers In the 80s man Made so no sense This is the <laughs> because, dumbest shit because ever Because
0: what we heard was They didn't want to pay LeSean That he was going to want Too much money Then you turn around And pay DeMarco Murray More money Than it would have cost you To keep LeSean So right. That shit was always. We knew it was about Chip Kelly's ego. We knew that's what was going on. Oh yeah, and it rubbed everybody the wrong way.
1: Yeah, and then I got another. Um, I got another one only because, um, you know, because Ron mentioned Byron Maxwell. I'm gonna I'm spread the hate a little bit. This was a fuck up under Andy Reid, actually.
2: Oh, I already know. Back, I already know.
1: Back during the Dream Team <laughs> era, but y'all remember your man Nami... Awesome, of course, <laughs> Of course, yep. Hey, yep. hey, I fought with that one. Listen, I fought with that one because I was between to him, it, him and
0: Maxwell for me. I wasn't sure.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nami, and here's why: because for everything Maxwell wasn't. You know, Nominee was supposed to be that shutdown corner. I think he was supposed to be the second best after Revis or, or was it probably it was Revis yep. at that time. And it just showed you how trash either the Raiders were, or that division was, or how much of a fraud he was because Asuma only lasted, what, one he was terrible. He was two, two seasons in Philly, and he was completely out of football. He never played that. again. That's he why was I would go with him out over of Maxwell. Fo- completely yeah. out of football. Completely out. Knocked up Kerry Washington, so he got a save there, I guess. That's about it.
0: Yeah, he's a Mr. Mom now.
1: He's a Mr. Mom. <laughs> 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 that's, that's good. That's good. He was a Mr. Mom now. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, you know, that, yo, that's... Yo, remember,
2: yo, yo the, thing, the thing about Nazi was, yo, he had, like, a hard last name, but we knew it. Because we saw the back of his jersey all the fucking time, chasing the fucking receiver, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like, fam. Why are we always looking at your
3: back, yo? Well, the we're problem with
0: at your name. the problem with that was he was a man-to-man cornerback, and the Eagles were playing a lot of zone at that time. He had no idea how to play zone. He only played man to man. He worked well in that scheme.
1: No, he was trash. Don't shoot him no bell. Because if, if he was still good man to man, if he was still good man to man, and why did his career end after that, That is a good question. He was trash. That is a good question. Fuck that. He wanted, was trash. He
0: wanted to stay at home and take care of the kids. <laughs>
1: that's what he wanted to do. One man. I'm, I'm jealous. That's a good life, actually. <laughs> I wish I could do that shit. Real but, quick,
0: Carrie Washington. Is she overrated? Do we like her? I like her. We like, I her? like her? I like her.
3: Okay. Yeah, I like her. I liked her a lot, and he hate me. When I was first say, saw her, so he Gross. hate me.
0: I, was, I still remember that. A lot of niggas don't know about he hate me. One of Spike Lee's underrated classics. Under the One underrated top.
2: joints. <laughs> yeah, under, underrated <laughs> joints. She was Spike. giving it I'm up be and here all day. Yeah, she <laughs>
0: she was tough in that. She's kind of you know through the years she's kind of evolved, and I don't know. She's not as attractive. As time went on, you know what I mean? I don't know what, what it is exactly. I don't know. Maybe she just, something she does with a mouth. I don't know. But, <laughs> so <laughs> we're, 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 she's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> I trying to find a nice way. I don't
0: know. It's just something <laughs> about it. It's just like, when you see it, you're not like, damn, she's bad. Like when I first saw her, I felt like that. But I don't know, through the years, that kind of declined. But we're not putting her in the Gabrielle Union bucket. She's not in that bucket.
1: Yeah, I'm cool. No. with okay, I, I'm, okay. I'm cool with Karen. right, I'm cool with
0: Karen. All right, I'm rolling. I'm
1: rolling. All right, number three, and I thought the the Chip Kelly one was on my list too. You, Ron, I had a lot of people on the same shit. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch it to baseball actually, and this was before my time. Um, but doing some research in 1982. The Phillies traded Larry Boa, shortstop, and second baseman Ryan Sandberg to the Chicago Cubs for somebody you never heard of. I actually never knew that. That's Um, a good one. And so, you know, that's obviously not because of Larry Boa, who ended up being. But Sandberg's a Hall of Famer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. and
1: he was considered a throw-in man. back in the time during that deal, is what the old newspaper clip says. So Ryan Sandberg, we actually traded a Hall of Famer inducted in the Hall of Fame two thousand five for a dude that I'm not even going to mention because no one's ever You're heard right of awesome.
3: no, him. <laughs> <No, no.
1: laughs> I'll tell you anyway, Ivan DeJesus. Mm. That sounds like every dude in Camden right now. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> yo, yo! Look at your hey, man, Mike. He Was that Simmons how just how scored the basket? Oh, the six is about to win this joint. We all good anyway.
3: Yeah,
1: we got anyway. it locked up. We got it locked up. So, that's that's who I'm coming with, number number three. Let me see. Number two. Hmm. Let's see. Should I throw some sixes? See, Ron, you went with the process. I understood the process. That was a means to an end. So they don't got to really... be
0: no different than Ron's. So,
1: I mean, if you got... No, I got different know. people. I'm just trying to think of who I, who I we're throwing at number two. Should i look, Again, can't talk about this too much because this is before my time. But I mean, the Sixers did trade to the legend himself, Wilt Chamberlain, before. So I think you at least gotta at least discuss that move right. at some point. Um, I mean, it was in the '60s, so and I don't know I, how I, I, deep I, we could talk rolling. about that. I'm but. not
0: rolling just because I don't know what was around that. That was a different time. And. Well, I'm more so concerned about who we got rather than who we traded away. I mean, we traded Charles Barkley for a bunch of bums. Yeah. But we're not thinking about... Oh, Barkley Bar- Bar- Bar-
1: Bar- was on my list too, but... Um, yeah. But again,
0: those are guys we let go. I'm talking about guys that we brought in that didn't work out. That's more so... I get some of the examples. You said, oh,
1: you're talking about trades that people we got back. To right, right, right. We well, can argue right. it both ways. I mean, I don't know who Jerry Chambers, Archie Clark, or Daryl Emoff are, but I know they wasn't Will Chamberlain. That's a bad yeah, deal. Yeah,
0: but back in there, we don't know what, what the, the, the background real? story, right, we don't know what exactly went into that. So you can throw that in there, but once we, we, we slim this list down,
2: I don't know if I'm well, wrong now, So that. Yo, so now with that being said, right, so do we put Charles Barkley on that list because of getting Hornacek and Tim Perry and Andrew Lang?
0: But I'm not, I mean, for me, when I thought about this, I wasn't concerned about who we got back. I'm more so.
1: of what you let go? Or, or, who we let
0: go. I'm more so concerned with who we thought. What we so if We were bringing you, in to get, oh, these are guys we were bringing in, hoping they were going to help our team and they ended up being a bust. So that's more so where I'm concerned about.
1: Okay. I, 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 I look at a trade a little differently than that, because at the same time at Barkley trade, he went on to get MVP that next season. Right. And and yeah, Horn, but he Horn, Horn, never Horacek got that did. in Philly. He would have
0: never gotten that in Philly. He got
1: nothing from Horner Sack, though. Um all right. So rounding out the list then. Um I'm gonna go with my last one. Hmm. Man, I think we done talked about everybody on my list. I had Andrew Bynum.
0: I think well, I, I mean, had that could be your number as well. one That's fine. It doesn't have to be no... We got yeah, to no we we make a collective anyway, so it don't have to be everybody have a different list of people. Yeah,
1: I just think our criteria was different for what is a good trade or not. But, yeah, I think that, that'll that round out my list since I had a lot of overlap around. You
0: got Bynum at number one?
1: Uh, I would actually put Wilt at number one. But, um, yeah, I, we could throw Bynum in there, too. It's called Bynum 2, Wilt number one, I guess.
0: Okay. okay, all right, all right, here goes my list, and then we'll try to talk about who who we think collectively should be the top five of all times. So for me, number five, I'm going with Namdi. I had Namdi as well. I thought Namdi we had a lot of hopes for him. We thought we had the best cornerback in the league. Dream team gave him five years sixty six million, five years sixty million or so. And he was atrocious. Now, a lot of that may have to do with um Andy Reid appointing an offensive line coach to defensive coordinator. Could have had something to do with that. You
1: didn't see the logic in that.
0: No. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. But the fact that Namdi was never to be seen again has to have something, it has to be more to it. So I was struggling between Maxwell and Namdi. I'm going Namdi at number five. Number four, I also had DeMarco Murray. I thought that whole shit show with Chip Kelly was a joke. Mm -hmm. I thought that what he was trying to pull was, he wasn't fooling anybody. It was based on his ego. We had probably a top three running back at the time. DeMarco was running behind the best line in the league. And it just made no sense. And all of those deals to this day, I strongly believe it was to get Marcus Mariota. The Sam Bradford shit, all those trades he was doing was to try to get enough bargaining chips to get Mariota, his fucking man crush and his bromance. It didn't happen. Thank God. Thank God he didn't ruin us for years to come because if he had somehow gotten Mariota, he tried. We would have been stuck with his bum ass for years to come. But no. Super Bowl champs. Two years after you tried to ruin us, nigga.
1: UCLA probably won two games, bum ass.
0: Right. He's done. He's done. He's not good in the booth either, so good luck to you. And number three. I'm going with Markel Fultz, man. I'm going with Markel Fultz. I feel like that pick, giving up draft assets, moving up to the number one spot, when we're in a crucial part, Of this process, where that pick had so much talent available to pick a guy, number one overall, to give up assets to get him and not get anything in return. That hurt the Sixers more than it may seem because of all these recent moves and trades that they've made. But that was the worst, the absolute worst pick we could have done. We could have drafted uh, my man Donovan Mitchell at number one. This guy was was wasn't supposed to really go in the first round, but guess what? They might have they might have scoffed at it at the time, but Donovan would have been a better draft pick. He was the number twenty fourth pick. Dennis Smith Jr. way more talented. He was the tenth pick, and we can't. We don't even need to go into the Tatum's and to the De'Aaron Foxes of the world. We don't even need to go into that. Mm-hmm. Markel Foltz hurt. The Sixers process. But now we had to make these trades. Now we had to give up more assets to get the Tobias Harris's of the world. Didn't give up that much for Jimmy. But still, we had to do all of these extra moves to make up for that Markel Fultz pick. Who never gave us anything at number one overall. So Markel Fultz is number three for me. Number two. At 7'6", the highest contract in Philadelphia history at the time. From Brigham Young, Mr. Mm. Sean Bradley at number two for me. In a draft that had Mr. Penny Hardaway in it. Mm,
3: mm, mm.
0: Jamal Mashburn. Not sure if we could have got Weber, because he was the number one pick. But maybe we could have worked out some kind of deal, since they were willing to trade him. But what we got was Mr. Sean Bradley at number two. The
2: Stormin' Mormon, the in case you
0: Mormon. Yeah, so we, I got throw, Sean.
1: Whew, we throw drafts into this. My, my list is woof. There's some <laughs> bad drafts in Philly. God yeah, I'm, I'm, damn. I'm
0: going, with, I'm going with Sean Bradley at number two. That, that was a terrible pick. What kind of homework did y'all do? Because at that time, there was no rookie cap there was no cap on rookies in the draft so they gave him a very rich contract Yeah, and he didn't do shit especially when there was so much talent around at the number two pick so Sixers got a bad history of having that top three pick even you go into Okafor's of the world you can go into New Orleans Noel or Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had a top three pick, but i they think got he, him through like failed. a trade. Yeah, he fell like number seven or something.
1: Gave up on Drew Holiday for him though.
0: So I mean, I'm going with Sean Bradley at number two, um, and number one, I think, I think it's 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 possibly a consensus. It's going with Andrew Bynum at number one. Andrew Bynum, eighty-five million dollar contract, never played one minute on the court for the Philadelphia 76ers. Andrew Bynum, for me, is the biggest acquisition in Philadelphia history.
1: Failed acquisition. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, biggest, yeah the biggest absolute. failure. Terrible. Yeah, the biggest Terrible. failure
0: of all time as far as Didn't
1: even look like he wanted to play after. He would show up to the games it's looking crazy.
0: He was a clown. Crazy. Went to the yeah. – I think he oh. went to Cleveland after – He did And then like Fuck the coach's wife Or some shit And then they just Got rid of him all together He was out of the league After that After that it was over So I mean The Andrew we saw With the Lakers I mean I get it But He had been hurt Before Wasn't he hurt A little bit Before we we got him Yeah he always had Knee He always had knee issues Right If he could have been healthy He would have been great I guess But I don't think the Sixers Did their due diligence He was already hurt When they got him so that was just a terrible pick. So can we all agree that Andrew's number one? Can we can we agree that he's probably the worst?
2: Definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: No argument from me on that. All
0: right, we're we'll gonna place Andrew at number one. Number two. I got Sean Bradley. Do y'all have him on the list at all?
1: Nah, I didn't have him, but I didn't I didn't do the drafts like y'all did. So that that's probably I mean, I know
0: you didn't have him on your list, but now that it's out there, do you place him on that top five list?
2: I think he can go on the list. I don't have a problem with him being on the list. Do you have uh, him as high as I think two. we may have to we may have to delve a little bit deeper and see what we end up with. But if we're if we're starting, if we're trying to figure out a a, a comprehensive list, then we can start with him right now. All right.
1: He's keep him on there. there. Yeah, keep him in the conversation. Do we all want to keep Chip Kelly on there? Hell
2: yeah!
0: I'm I, I'm I'm cool with Chip being on there. Yeah, Try to kill
2: it, Try to bury.
1: I mean, if if you got yeah. a, a lot of moves on our list came from him so he's yeah. de facto he has to be mentioned
2: he has to yeah
0: all right so who else we got who else did we mention
1: i like Namni and demarco murray on the list i don't know ron i mean Tucson, i had him on our list how you feel
2: about those well, two
0: hold up let's. let's is it Nomdy or maxwell which guy are we gonna go with i don't think we can go with both
2: i think we got to go with maxwell I think you got to go with I'm, I'm a lot more so
0: leaning towards Namdi yeah I'm, between the two
1: I would probably go okay. I would probably go only because um more hype when he joined and they kind of got out of the deal a little bit But that trade with the Dolphins I think with, with Maxwell um, okay so go, right. and all Maxwell right. did play no a little fight. bit after that all right so we okay. all
0: want to keep Namdi on the list yeah keep we'll him there um Demarco.
2: Did we all say
0: DeMarco? You didn't have him. You didn't have him.
2: I didn't. But, I mean, shit, look, it's part of Chip Kelly. So, fuck it. We can keep him on there. Or (laughs) or do we
0: just let Chip take the brunt for all of his decisions? We already got Chip on there. So maybe we need to go ahead and just let him be the blame for all that bullshit. Yeah.
1: McCoy, Alonzo, trade, all that stuff kind of booked into that. How about faults?
0: I'm the only guy that said faults. What uh, yeah. We yeah, we keep
3: folks. Yeah,
1: gotta keep oh, folks. Yeah. Keep folks, without question. Okay, without question.
0: Um, shit, you so could that's argue, four. You
2: could argue that could be number one for real. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah, good. So yeah. that's number four. Yeah, hey, look, look, look at Markel folks being a top draft pick again and shit. You
3: know what
0: I mean? Yeah, yeah, that that that, that shit was atrocious. Um, so so far we got Bynum, we got Bradley, we got Chip Kelly. You got Namdi Osmoir. Who is in that fifth spot?
2: Well Who it would be Folks
0: then. Yeah, so okay. So we got the five. So then that's Fulton yeah, number five. I think Is that I the think order? Those, I think is that the five. order? Is that the order?
2: So I think Andrew Bynum has to be number one. I'm in good. my opinion, Chip has to be number two.
0: I think I'm with you on that. hmm
2: Keep going. Yeah. Chip number two. Um I'm going to say Markel Folks number three, and then we'll round it out with Sean Bradley and Namdi.
0: Mm, I think I like that. I think I'm rolling with that.
2: Yeah. What you that, say, that, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> Who was number one again? Bynum. Andrew Bynum.
1: Man, I think Fultz is number
0: one. You putting Fultz <laughs> to number one, but Folts actually played a minute and didn't get eighty-five million. That's why I'm factoring
1: in for Bynum. But they gave up a pick just to move up two spots for a dude. He ended up turning into Jonathan Simmons. <laughs> that shit is terrible.
0: yo. Ah, that's tough. That's tough. When you think about and like you, you made, you
1: made a good point. We, we, you people lose sight of. The long-term effects of that move, because of the moves they made now, they had to make additional moves. But they had to do that to compensate for what he he hasn't become. And I just think long mm, a long term impact on the team. and Fultz probably probably the worst move in Six's history.
0: Let's let's take a vote between Fultz and buying them for number one. I'm going to I, go with buying them just because of the money. I mm-hmm. gotta go with buying them because of the money, man. Mm-hmm. And just the, the the thought process just made no sense. For the Sixers, folks, for the whole year was the consensus number one pick. Everybody, they were beating that into to our heads. You know what I mean? I mean, they knew Bynum was hurt when they gave him that money.
1: And you want to know why Bynum's also a good one to think about now? I'm thinking about it. People forget, we gave up... Um
0: Vujicic Igadala. Igadala and Vujicic yeah. He's now an all-star He's an all-star yeah.
1: Over there in Orlando yeah. So you know what You ain't yeah. got to vote on that You could keep buying him number one My okay. fault, Ron If you was switching up and not put, you could keep buying no, him No, no oh, I wasn't switching okay. I was <laughs> Definitely buying him yeah. yeah Definitely buying
2: him Nigga, I was I happened to I was there <laughs> I witnessed all the hoopla <laughs> I witnessed all the so I, would, I would go
0: I would go I think I don't know if Did you have Fulton number two Or you had him at three, right?
2: I got I got Bolt at number three only because Chip Kelly okay. is yeah, I agree the with worst that. person. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Chip is the worst person in Philadelphia. And now, so now let's go into something else, right? So we got our top five: right, Bynum, Chip Kelly, Bolt, Bradley, and Namdi. So now, right? I here I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench. Of all of the franchises here in Philadelphia, who would you say has made the most bonehead decisions when it comes to to you know to these trades and these picks? Who's the franchise that you say is oh man, they've they've done they've done the worst.
0: I'd have to say the Eagles, just because we just mentioned a ton that the Chip Kelly made. But Andy Reid made a few as well. You know.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Mike Mamula. Danny Watkins,
1: the former fireman. Oh.
0: What's my man, um,
1: Marcus? Marcus Smith. Marcus Smith. He was Marcus on my list, Smith. actually. That was a terrible—we drafted him in the first round. Yeah. Consensus was he was going third or fourth with other GMs. And
0: that may be unfair just because football is so much harder. Every organization makes the wrong choice many a times. They, they don't know oh, how yeah. to evaluate. It's seemingly hard to evaluate talent at the, at the NFL level. So
1: see, so, wait a second. Y'all, y'all say Sean Bradley was worse than like Larry Hughes draft? Hell yeah! Were we could have gotten the number two pick. We could have got Dirk or or Paul Pierce. Again, that's yeah, but that hindsight yeah, of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to see who. I'm curious on the Bradley pick. Who who you said Mashburn and Penny?
0: Mashburn Penny was there. I'm sure it was a few other guys.
1: Proud to look that one up. But yeah, I'm cool. With, I'm cool with the list we got.
0: Yeah, I think the list is solid. Eagles the list is a, solid, a, and middle. I think that
2: the Eagles. Yeah, I and mean, I think most of that is attributed to fucking that little munchkin Chip Kelly and shit. Yeah, but he he really yeah. he, he really tried to he tried to fuck us over.
0: He tried. Fuck well, that, us over. And he would have done it if it wasn't for our. Uh, I was about to say our Lord and Savior, but I don't want to. Don't strike me down. If it wasn't for <laughs> it wasn't for our Savior, Mister Nick
2: Foles, Yeah. Man. And how about this, though? love you, Nick. Or, the funniest part about that is the team, the franchise that we said has made the worst decisions right in the city is the team that brought us a fucking Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. it gets, it gets deeper. It gets deeper. And even
0: that with, with Chip Kelly and Foles. I was going, that's where know? I was going. The, mm-hmm. the,
1: best, the best quarterback in Chip Kelly's professional career was Nick Foles. 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, Next something deck. like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of funny, but I'm glad those days are over, man. I was.
2: Hell yeah. I was depressed Hell during on
1: that time. I'm
0: not glad that the big stick Nick days are over. It's a fucking travesty. And we stuck with your boy Wentz. We're going to see. what well, we're going to learn. We're going to learn. Oh, go- <laughs> Shout out to Furious Styles, boys in the hood. Oh, yeah, you're going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I like that list, though. That was that was solid. So, Bryce Harper, you better not end up on that list, baby, or the Word. boys are coming for you.
1: Yeah, Philly's a different city. It's a different city in Philly compared to D.C. People right. actually love fo- uh, baseball. Right, people love Philly. sports in Philly. It's exactly. just not like a business social hour like it is in D.C.
0: And you're going to hear from us, nigga. So, in three, four, five years, don't get on this boys in the huddle list.
2: Yeah, nigga, don't don't find yourself on that Summer Jam screen, nigga. He's going to put you up there. We'll put you up there, nigga.
1: I I just hope we don't run into folks on U Street. I'm afraid what might happen. (laughs)
0: Man, I don't go to U Street much anymore. Um, Things have changed. I I don't think they want us there no more. (laughs) Things have changed there. But if I do see him, we'll have a conversation. We'll see how that conversation
2: goes. Yeah, how about this? How about if we have to have a conversation talking about we traded away Markel Fultz?
0: And now he's that guy. What? That he becomes a star? It's still a bad... That's what I'm saying. No, but still, it ends up bad for us. So, getting him... I'm just more concerned about what they did when they were with us. That's how I looked at this particular topic. He was terrible with us. He kind of hurt the franchise by being drafted. If he goes on to do great things, more power to the brother. I don't see that happening. I really don't see that happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom will we'll tell. He'll be
0: in the big three <laughs> in about two years. Mm. Ice Cube, <laughs> get the contract ready. Cube and
2: Stack. And shout Stop out to Jackson. Ice Cube.
0: Shout out to Ice Cube and LL Cool J buying some sports networks. <laughs> Fuck with y'all
1: for that. That's what mm. we
0: need. That's what we need in the community. So shout out to them for that.
1: I seen Word. seen Mike Bibby drop like 30 in that big three. Like he was trying to play for a contract. Shut up! Oh, Shut um, up, nigga.
3: <laughs> 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 shout out to right. my
0: man Mahmoud Abdur-Aouf, too, doing it in the big three. That's my man. So shout out to the big three, LL, Ice Cube, doing your thing out there. But, Dante, you had an article that was pretty interesting. Um... Some stuff going on with the broadcaster. Recently, we see Moose Johnson back on the Cowboys. I think I could beat Moose in a forty-yard dash. Uh, right now. It was Jason, no, I'm sorry, Jason not Whitten, Moose, not Jason. Moose. <laughs> Whitten,
1: Jason Whitten, not to be confused with da- Dallas Go Dirt or any of these other niggas. You'd be screwing up. But I'm definitely
0: my father's son. My dad used to fuck names up all the time, so yeah, <laughs> definitely. What's his name? Jason Witten.
3: Yeah but,
1: yeah, but it ties into Moose Johnson in a way, though. But not an article mm, by, the, by The Guardian really it focused on the lack of African Americans in sports broadcasting and media, specifically on the NFL. So, you know, NFL, we, we know through the Kaepernick discussions and prior episodes and just the general temperature of the NFL, it definitely, as LeBron put it, is a seems like a league that has like that plantation mentality in some, some in different ways. So I think this article talked about how the league that's 70% black when it comes to athletes, you know, why when you listen to the game it's mostly white people um, that are, that are commentating during the game. So, you know, they had a couple stats in there that was interesting about 250 broadcasters who call games or work on the sidelines for the NFL, you know, less than 20% of them are black. Um, and you, that's kind of interesting, considering, as I said before, most of the, most of the league that is, our players we know are black. So why, when they retire, you know, a lot of them aren't getting those jobs. Instead, we're getting, we're seeing, you know. Uh, like you said, Jason Witten, the Joe Bucks, the Troy Aikmans, the Al Michaels, the Chris Collinsworths, you know, all of these names that we probably wouldn't really pay much attention to them when they play. I mean, Witten had a good career. I ain't going to say that. But, you know, the point is, you know, there's other players out there that, you know, get get Ward done a shot if he's interested. Or some of these I mean, other players. all those players. guys you
0: mentioned were, you know, reputable players. Some of them Hall of Fame. So we can't take that away from them.
1: I don't know if.
0: Who's Hall of Fame? Troy Eggman's Hall of Fame quarterback. Whether you like whether you like it or not. Who else? Um, Moose, Moose is Moose the Hall of Fame in the
1: Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. I mean, again, it just speaks to statistics of how you look well the same thing if you say you look in the NBA. Um, you know, that's a league where the players are mostly mostly black and when they retire. You know, it's hard. It's hard to find a white commentator, honestly, calling games outside of Van Gundy and a couple people. In, so they they kind of have a better system right. for giving opportunities to to former athletes. And so it was, right. it was more interesting because they actually they actually dialed into study about forty years ago, two professors that did a study and it basically analyzed the language that was used to describe players during the games, and it found that. You know, most of the players, you could tell if a black player was being commentated on because it was more likely to bring attention to a bad play or a mistake that a player made, whereas praise was often given to, to white players. So, mm. as, you know, we talk about racial bias, you know, I just thought it was an interesting um, article that kind of makes you think you know why why do we see booger your man booger mcfarland in the bleachers in the bleachers <laughs> with his umbrella and a, and a raincoat on calling games on a damn recliner well <laughs> on a
0: damn can, recliner on
2: that um i, I, I set that, that up for you booger- ron <laughs> yeah because thank you for the setup. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock down this hoop. Uh, <laughs> Booger has single-handedly set back any black man that does want to be a football commentator. Mm. Booger is horrible. All right, so he should be lucky that they actually have him out in the rain in the stadium. I would put Booger outside of the stadium. They
0: had He's to horrible. get a nigga named Booger, didn't they? That's right. Why don't we just get they, a nigga named Pookie? That's right. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Why
2: not get a nigga named Toby? Oh,
0: that's right. got one. <laughs> Relax. But kind of you, the only nigga that calls him Toby, and you but, ought to be ashamed.
1: Tobias. She
0: don't call him no damn Toby.
1: You know, but then I looked it up. but then <laughs> it's funny. But the article kind of touched on what y'all indirectly stepped into, which is you know, you see Michael Vick got a job and Ray Lewis got a job, and why are those two people interesting? It's because those two were the ones that were vocal. When Kaepernick was was boycotting but, the league, but,
0: but let's 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 take a quick second on this. I think a lot of athletes get a chance as far as analysts go, but yeah. we don't see it as far as in game sideline right, calling reporting, games. calling games. We're not seeing that, and I think that has something to do with White America having an issue with possibly listening to uh, a a black man talking intellectually about the game.
1: And that's that was the moral of the, that was the whole moral of it. You know, you can right. we, you can play for us, but we don't want to listen to your take on the game. It kind of right. reminds me of like the you know the black quarterback. He can't understand the exactly. playbook. He's not cerebral exactly. enough. You know, or right. or g- general management positions, or if you really keep going down the line, you know, a league that is majority owned by white people, right? Black right. people really don't get these opportunities. So but let me ask
0: you this: who who would you think? a black athlete in the NFL that played would, would make sense there. Cause we've seen certain guys that even as analysts haven't worked out. Shout out to Jerry Rice. Out to Tiki Barber. No, Tiki's he's you know, he's intellectual and he can, he can put some words together. So, I mean, he can speak eloquently enough, but I remember Jerry Rice was terrible. I Emma Smith was fucking terrible. They weren't, they weren't doing yeah. in game stuff, but, who can we think of that would make sense? And that's that's kind of a head-scratcher as far as who is going to be able to articulate themselves and really know the game. I think about guys like Warren Moon. I don't know if Warren ever went for those type of positions, if he wanted those type of jobs, but Warren Moon knew the game inside and out. Why didn't Warren Moon get that particular opportunity? But who else can we think of? I mean, it's not it's not glaring to me. Um, I
1: would say if we're trying to replace, I mean, the next big opening – is uh who, Who's going to take Jason Witten's spot You know prime time with That was Monday Night Football right I think
0: But isn't he like the first athlete In that position I don't know I think he was probably the first athlete I mean Gruden was a coach Gruden was there for a minute Right but he was a what? coach I think for, And this, this goes to show everybody The power of Mr. Jerry Jones Any cowboy that mm. wants to commentate Will fucking commentate Right we see yeah. it with Michael Irvin. Yeah. We saw it with Emmitt Smith. We see it with Aikman. We see it with Romo. We see it with Move. Moose. So I, don't think that shit is a fucking coincidence. Right.
1: How about um? I don't know what y'all think about uh, Shannon, Shannon, somebody like Shannon Sharp.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, Shay Sharp ain't doing that. Oh, Shay Sharp got his own thing going
0: on. Yeah, he's got a he's got a job that he's comfortable in. I don't see him taking that role. Yeah. Yeah, he's already now, he's quick, already cut out. His real niche. quick, is it getting to, to, to borderline cooning for Mr. Sharp? For me it is.
1: I don't think it's borderline.
0: It's not even borderline anymore. <laughs> not, the niggas put, on there with put, goat heads and fucking black all variations of the black and mild. I saw ba-
1: I saw him post backwards.
0: Backwards, black and <laughs> these are all things that he's not even doing. He's admitted he doesn't drink. He's admitted he doesn't smoke this stuff. So we are gonna get into some culture vulture shit in a minute, mm. but I don't. He might have to make the motherfucking list. It's get, if before it was it was cool, before it was entertaining, but he got a little bit of praise from it, and he might be taking it too far. But let's get back on top. Mm. I don't think Shannon's good for no for, for no Monday night football. He's he's kind of cooning a little hard. Mm. I'm not going with Shannon. See, this is, this is where we got to really ask ourselves, who, who do we think? Because I don't like Randy Moss. He's, he's terrible.
1: I don't like Charles Woodson. No.
2: no I don't he, like those yes. guys.
1: I'm actually no. okay with Woodson.
2: Um, I don't like Woodson. He's corny. I think I, they're I don't, all corny. I don't,
1: like, I don't like Harrison. That's the one I don't like. Um,
2: who? Harrison. Rodney Harrison. He's the mm, one that's on with Tony Dungy. Mm. Oh, oh, Tony Dungy. Yeah. yeah. I don't got no problem with him.
1: I got a problem
0: with him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I mean he doesn't bring anything, but I don't think he takes away either. I think he just kinda goes with what they put out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't but- think
0: we need to be thinking athlete as far as that particular job goes. I don't think Moose should've ever been in that role. He just happens to be an athlete, so now that's our train of thought.
1: Oh, you see my man Wilbon. I don't know if Wilbon wants to call games, but
0: didn't work for Tony. I think Wilbon has a lot of jobs. I think they're gonna do something really I think they're gonna to try to do something really crazy, like maybe Stephen A. I feel like they're um, trying to they're trying to parade him around on different shows to help with ratings because he does have whether you hate him or not, people yeah, tune in. He don't know football for shit. Neither did, no. I mean, gotta... neither did Tony Kornheiser, but they had him in there. They
3: had the him in there. The funny
2: thing about that Monday Night Football booth is though that you know they have a they have a long history of putting people in there that don't know football. Right. You know, you had the uh, the comedian, what's his name, Dennis Erickson or whatever? You know.
3: Yep, yep. so yeah, yeah
2: they Dennis have, Miller. They Dennis, have Miller. Yeah. Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, right. Right. They have a long history of putting people in there where they're kinda of trying to shake things up. Right. Um but Gruden I mean, was the perfect. Had, Gruden was perfect. Yeah. Gruden was, was absolutely was. perfect. We can't front on that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, no, he Gruden was perfect. He was, he was he was he was he knew he knows a lot about football, but on on that he was also entertaining. You know what he kind of reminded me of? He kind of reminds uh, reminds me of Jeff Van Gundy.
3: Mm. So I,
2: I didn't have a problem with uh with Wait, Gruden at well, all. You
0: know who Gruden? You know who gave Gruden his start What the fuck
2: is Ray Rhodes? Put
0: Ray Rhodes in
2: there. That's a fact. <laughs> Man, Ray <laughs> Ray, <right over. laughs> where's
0: Ray Rhodes at? Put him in there. Ray
2: is, Ray is probably a crossing guard
1: somewhere. to <laughs> Adrian Hamlet, You
3: know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> I, the one person I did have on my... I, I would, maybe like somebody like Revis. I'd be interested to see if he was any good Revis? at it.
0: Revis? Yeah. Mm, I don't see it. You know who you I know would think would be problem. great? Would be Michael Strahan, but he's with a whole other network. He's making sure oh, He ain't got time. That might he's be a, doing step, a lot step it, it, it wouldn't happen, but... I mean, he does do like thirty jobs already. I think he he'd does. be really good. Yeah, he'd kill it. You know, um, the barbers. I think that I don't think they have a shot at it. This nah, is, but Ron this Day, is kind of yeah, sad.
1: Yeah, Rondé calls games. They do, yeah, but I don't think they. Games.
0: I don't think they have a shot at the Monday Night Football position. Even though Moose, yeah. who had no experience, they gave it to him, and we already we already know what happened. Are you talking about Whitten? Uh, damn! Why do I fucking keep calling them? Moose?
1: <laughs> you you want to sit this topic <laughs> out, man? <laughs> <laughs> You,
0: you, you know what? Move, man. Bring, bring <laughs> Moose in there. That's what it uh, needs like to it be. Sound like he
2: got a fan. <laughs> Some kind of Freudian splittance. I'm Moose, sorry. You're, you're being called. I'm sorry.
1: That's hilarious. Jason
0: Witten had no business being in there. He was terrible. He had no business being in there, and that's why now we're thinking athlete. I don't think it needs to be an athlete. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe my man, Um, his name Gus Johnson. He's got the really good voice doing um, college basketball, doing March Madness. He's yeah, a brother. not
2: Here's what I think, honestly. I think the problem with, with the football players is you don't know enough about them. It's not, like, you know, it's not like you see football players talking all the time, so you don't know what they can actually bring to the booth, not to mention they're getting their bells rung every four plays. Right, you know? true. So,
0: but I think that's why we're losing focus. I don't think it needs to be an athlete. You know what I mean? Right. Like, What's up with my man? Um, what's his name Sam Verrett. He's on the Sports Center. Oh, I do know. Stand I mean? direct from uh, from, yeah. New yeah, from New Orleans. from New Orleans, right? Right, Yeah, he got a really good yeah. voice. I think he could be entertaining.
1: Uh, my I, man Michael Smith I, uh, is good. I, Michael I, I Smith Michael
0: is Smith. out there. We ESPN trying to bury him now. Yeah, I he think he's trying, trying to get out of there too. But how about this? Is a female possible? Is there room no. for a female? Is there room for a carry champion? Is it? Is it? Nah. Look no respect. NFL is it? Is nah. it the NFL is not ready to do that, or you don't think it would work?
2: I don't think that, I mean, again, no disrespect, this sounds terribly misogynistic, but I don't think anybody wants to hear that, to be honest with you. Nobody wants to hear a woman telling you about football. It, that's just the truth of the matter. Not just saying that that's how I feel, just saying that's the truth of the Condoleezza matter. Condoleezza Rice
0: apparently knows a You're lot right, about she football. Shit, she
2: was getting ready to fucking coach yeah. the Browns, so yeah. why not? <laughs> I, absolutely,
0: I absolutely love when Doris Burke calls basketball. She's great. Yeah. So I think the NFL needs uh, to explore who can call football.
1: And I think I mean I, I'm not sure if I'm. Ron's probably right. Like general consensus from from like viewers, but you know I mean people like a lot of those sideline reporters be women. You know what I mean like what's her name, Josina Anderson. Absolutely, I rock with her. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, I yeah, rock so with Josina.
1: Um, Pam, what's it Pam? I was Pam say, Oliver. Yeah, was Pam say, Oliver I was gonna pull a tooth and say Pam Greer. Pam <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Pam Greer out there either. Oh man. <laughs> um yeah, Pam Foxy Oliver, Brown. Foxy Brown. <laughs> but Great yeah, movie. I think I think Great to your question though, man. I think there probably is room for it. Um they gotta try. I mean I they, think they should do it, especially
0: with all the domestic violence. I think to. they should go a black female route. Kind of like oh a presidential candidates try to do sometimes with their, their vice president's elections. They think that's going to bring in <laughs> the woman vote. I yeah, think they, somebody.
2: I think, I think it's worth a shot. anthrax in her mailbox in no time. Anthrax in uh, fucking little cutout magazines. You know what I'm for saying?
0: Common, for, for calling games on what? Monday night?
1: Yeah. I, uh, no, you, you, that's too far. I think they about to lock J- Jesse up, man. I, don't, I think that's only for Jesse.
2: We're doing, shit like, doing shit
1: like that. They ain't doing that no
2: more. Jesse might try to fucking uh, apply for that job. That, he ain't going to do no other so might. Uh, the ratings will be through
0: the roof. Uh, but but here's, what the I see. here's what I want to see. Now that we're talking this through, I want to see a woman in there. I want to see a black female in there, Condoleezza Rice. If she knows football like they say she does, I would love to see that. I'd love to see it. That's my personal view on.
1: Jamel Hill would have been dope, but you know she's so, not yeah, getting I was, anywhere I close about to that. Her, right, that's she's, not going to happen. She's the answer to that's that. Not gonna that's that gonna not going to happen. They're not going to get her I think
0: Carrie Champion could hold it down. Yeah. I don't know how versed she is in the NFL game, but I think she's smart enough to learn what she needs to learn. Again, we we discussed Dennis Miller, so why not give somebody like that a chance?
1: Yeah, i like to see them give it to a black woman that's paid her dues. Somebody like Josie. Well, since
0: since uh, mute Mississippi didn't work, let's try this new movement. (laughs) Let's try the new movement. That's funny. Black woman Monday night. Let's I get love it?
2: That hashtag it's got a ring to it.
0: Black woman Monday night. See, people are gonna think something different from that. You
1: might <laughs> want to throw in a football at the end of that. <laughs> maybe, maybe throwing the football
0: yeah, at a lot, the lot of niggas. Get, no, but not a lot of niggas. If just get behind that, so that might work in our favor. Yeah, uh, right. we'll uh,
2: see. <laughs> sounds- nigga that sounds like. <laughs>
3: That sounds like strokers, you know? That sounds like say, that
1: sounds like a strip club or a Craigslist thing going bad. I don't know. we got
3: to work on that. Monday night black women.
0: What's up? But, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the situation with Monday night football and commentating, at least in-game commentating. It seems to be a lack of diversity there. But we're talking about a league that is seemingly prehistoric, mm-hmm. slave mentality. We've seen it right in front of our faces for years. Um, NHL recently has come out and kind of decriminalized marijuana within their league, and what we also see is the NFL recently. What's his name with the Cowboys? It was his name? David Irving. David. Irving. Yeah. His name David Irving. He just retired. I don't think it's
1: David, but is yeah, not David. Gregory. Is it
2: Gregory Irving? I thought it was
1: David, but I I'm pretty
2: sure it's
0: David. The last name is Irving. Definitely not Michael, bird. right? <laughs> and he's on the Cowboys, but he was recently on Instagram smoking weed, um, talking about how he's no longer going to play in the NFL, primarily around that. Now, the NBA doesn't test for marijuana, if you get caught with it, there will be a, pen, a penalty. Um, Major League Baseball does not test for marijuana, if you get caught with it, there's a penalty. Um, NFL does test, and if you get caught with it, there's a penalty. So we've seen guys like Josh Gordon. We've seen Ricky Williams. Randy Gregory. Yeah, man, Gregory. Ricky Williams took a couple of years off because he wanted to smoke. It was important to him to smoke weed. And I'm really not mad at that because they want to shove these prescription drugs down your throat. I think what we've seen recently with the opioid epidemic um, mm-hmm. the NFL has to come around. And for what I'm hearing in the next collection bargaining agreement, most likely they're not going to test for it. But what we see with the NHL, primarily white players, um, if you live in a state where marijuana is recreational or medicinal, there's no mm-hmm. testing and there's no penalty for having it. They are ahead of the curve from all of these other leagues, and outside of baseball, they're all primarily black. Is there something there, or is it not?
1: Well, even taking it a step further, the NHL's philosophy is just so far advanced. They view... The use of drugs as like almost like a personal thing, whereas the way their process work is, even if you test positive for something, you know it's it's all confidential. They have they have physicians that are that help you cope with whatever it is. If they see it's an abusive use of it, so there is really no like penalty for like weed, which I thought was kind of interesting. So mm. it's like why why is there a penalty for weed to begin with? Is is like threshold question? And then to your point, like. They got to get to, like, these antiquated views on on, on weed. Because, I mean, like you said, opioids and prescription drugs are doing a whole lot worse. Right. There's stats right. out there, papers out there about it. So, you know, I think the it's interesting that the NHL is the one to be leading leading the charge, leading the charge on that, for sure. Right.
2: But, you know, it was one of the things that I, I did find really interesting about their, about their uh, position on it, though, was that if you're a, a person who plays in a state where, you know, it's allowed, then it's okay. Um, right. Wouldn't that, doesn't that kind of lend, I don't know, I don't, maybe an advantage though to those players? Like, I
0: don't if, if think marijuana has ever given any athlete a performance
2: advantage. Is that what you mean? Yeah, well, not necessarily a performance advantage, but I'm just saying that if it's not good for one NHL player, then it probably shouldn't be good for the other.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, but I think the way they the way they couch it though, Ron, is like it's like ninety percent of their league are in areas that are, they're probably looking at it recreational and medicinal, and then and like and over time, that remaining ten percent is going to have the same laws anyway. So I think that I think they're not probably too worried about it. I mean, in terms of like, I don't think you have a competitive advantage using it in, anyway. So.
2: No. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not necessarily saying that there's a competitive advantage. But I mean, if you're smoking weed because you're saying, "Hey, look, this helps me relax after I just got drilled up against the glass," and the the person that plays in, uh, you know, Nashville, Tennessee, and they don't have that same luxury, well, then that means that you know you're not on the same playing field at that point.
1: Yeah, but I think you the way, yeah, yeah, I think the way they get around it though yeah. is even if you're in that place that that doesn't have the same laws and you use it they kind of still don't care. Like, as long as it's not a ridiculous, like, abusive use of it, however they quantify it. Like, basically, you can get caught with coke in the NHL and you still can be good. That's basically what the article is saying. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's interesting. Again, this is a league where there's not many people that look like us. And they're policing their workforce in a non-slave mentality with a non-slave mentality so that's 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 what's glaring to me you know what i mean like yeah. nfl nba if, if you're bringing cocaine into it yeah
1: and they got more international you know, teams too because i think they got more teams in canada Canada right. just legalized weed completely so
0: wow yeah that's that that may have something to do with it as well it yeah. may be why they went to that to that very direction. interesting yeah, nah so okay.
1: what it said was crazy it's like literally um I think you get tested twice a year and they only started paying attention because they were getting concerned with the number of players that were coming up positive for high quantities of coke, not just coke, but high quantities of it. So that's when they say, "Okay, we'll bring them in for counseling. They still don't suspend them or anything like that. They just got to pay. They got to pay for the counseling or the treatment. And it's all confidential.
0: Well, you know, I mean, that's a very physical sport. NHL. Right. You think the motherfuckers ain't coked up? LT was coked up. Yeah, and that's, nobody right. cares that. <laughs> and he's still in the Hall of Fame, and nobody gives a fuck.
1: He played his best. He played his best football on the rock. Right. You better believe it. So, Shout i mean, out to Hollywood hitter. <laughs> if you don't believe me, check any given Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was coked up. He admitted it. <laughs> and seemingly nobody holds that against him as they do if he was doing HGH or steroids. Right. Everybody seems to be okay with him possibly. Allegedly, snorting some lines before the games which is interesting but I don't know I think the, NA- the NHL is doing the right thing it is interesting to your point Ron they're saying that this is fine for states that have pretty much legalized it whether recreational or medicinally what about right. the states that aren't right if I get caught with it now I'm in trouble and this guy because he's in another state isn't that mean that is America
2: Hey, I was just you know, getting ready to say that. I was just getting ready to say yeah. that. That 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 That's funny, right? Because it's the same thing. You know, you're in California, you're okay. You go to the next state over and, and not so much. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting how um, sports and, and life intersect.
0: Mm-hmm. gonna it's going to be interesting how that may affect their free agency. You know what I mean? That's like, true, too. All right, now right. I'll go to this team right. where well, I can do what I need to do to get right. You know, that could have a big effect on how players choose where they're gonna play. So exactly. That's going so to that's be interesting.
2: And, and that's yeah, so that that again, that's why either you have to do something across the board or you don't do it. Mm. Because you you know, you may be you may be, um, you, may be uh, you know, hurting hurting see, another team and, and, or another yeah, franchise. I wouldn't
0: say that there's a performance advantage, but there is an advantage mm. from that standpoint as far as your, your franchise and organization. Like now, yeah. you have an advantage over a non-legalized state, right? You right. know, I mean, you do yep. have yep. some advantage
2: over them in, in
3: recruiting yes.
2: athletes. Yes, yes. And, it's, and it's totally at that point. It's totally out of your control. There's nothing that you can do about it. So, yeah, very, uh, very, very interesting.
0: Definitely, definitely. And we, you know, we going into the NHL and the NFL and all of that. We spoke about culture vultures not too long ago. That's that's. That's a term that we're hearing more and more. Did Dame Dash coin that term? Is he the one that comes I
1: don't know that? if he
2: did, but he should have. He think, should have t-shirts out there. I,
1: I think people have been using cultural appropriation for for decades, but I think culture yeah. vulture is definitely like that's, a dame. That's a dame term. I, that's when I paid attention. And to my man to.
0: Kenyatta, who's not fucking with Dame no more since the apology. Not fucking with you no more, nigga. Fucking my money up. He
1: said, get off the couch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this no
1: more.
0: So, culture vultures. You know, we we discussed before we got on to try to come up with some examples within sports, real quick. Is Leor Cohen a culture vulture? I don't think he is. I know that was going around with Dame Dash and Flex and all of that shit. Leor Cohen been around since Run DMC. Yeah, he may not yeah. come out and present himself as. And even, you could say, Damon John is now changed. Like, as you get older, you you change.
1: You know, Dame's, you know I mean? Dame's argument was flawed because it was personal. What businessman right. in, the, in the music industry wasn't out there giving people fucked up contracts and raking raping right. them? That was, the, that was the industry. He mm-hmm. he, he called out Leor because it was personal. So, like, I don't think Leor exactly. was a culture vulture, even by I, I Dame's I don't view him definition. as a culture vulture. Yeah, no. I really
0: don't. Now, he doesn't talk like us. He doesn't look like us. But he loves the culture he's, of hip hop. Yeah, he's
1: made money right. from it and you could say that he's made money and he's white, but that was that's racist. Like it's nothing about him yeah. that is culture yeah. vulture. No. I, I don't as think far so. as what we know.
0: Now you can yeah. you can say, All right, all of these people have gotten jobs and have progressed. Leo Cohen, uh, what's her name?
1: Julie Julie Greenwald. Julie
0: Greenwald. Greenwald. You know all of these people that we've heard their names and don't know what the fuck they look like if they came and smacked us in the face um michael, B- michael kaiser um all of these guys we don't really know who they are
1: michael kaiser's black though
0: yeah michael kaiser kaiser's black. black
1: yeah he's black as hell jesus yeah, christ that's kaiser's
0: a jewish black. name
1: yeah yeah he's black <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's on <laughs> the road today <of> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure right? I, yeah, I'm Kaiser pretty sure we
0: educated some some listeners. Yeah, he's I like I did not he's know Michael like, Kizer I think he's was like
1: black. dark skinned dude with glasses. Like yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, Kaiser, so Kaiser His real last name out. ain't Kaiser then.
0: That's some yeah. that's some business stage that's shit. That's the name Leah gave him? That's some yeah, exactly. There's no way no black na-
1: man's name is Kaiser. But yeah, Kaiser, Kevin oh, Kevin Kevin Lyles was another one that came up, under.
0: Kevin Lyles is black. I mean he the game tried to try to uh uh paint Steve Stout as a culture vulture. Like, come on man. Just because well, what niggas didn't fuck with you didn't mean that they're a culture
2: vulture. Well, Joey IE was another one that he uh, yeah. called a culture vulture yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Joey IE is white, so we can throw him into that right. conversation. I think one liked.
0: of Dane's points is why haven't some of the, the people that, you know, you got Karen Civil, you got a lot of people that have been in the game for a while, why haven't they been appointed to some of these positions? Which I'll agree with that. Um, but I'm not going to totally say that the people that at least Leo. I don't know much about all these other motherfuckers I don't think Leo is a culture vulture but as far as sports go there's a few people I I think and we spoke we're speaking about this now with the commentary with commentating in game Mm -hmm. I don't believe we are monetized on the sports that we dominate they bring in the Mm -hmm. white person or they bring in someone that is not of that particular sport or the culture of sport to be able to monetize off of the mm. sport that we dominate so okay. one thing that's glaring okay. to me is that they have a show on nba tv called the starters you got a, like three or four geeky ass white boys talk about basketball it makes absolutely no sense it's ridiculous to me. it looked like they've never played a game a day in their life how is mm. it that they get put in that position Makes no sense whatsoever. But it's a certain people that I look at and I say, okay, they're monetizing off of the culture of sports that they have no business being in that position. And it kind of plays off what we're talking about from commentating. We're not able to monetize. So it can go around. Y'all can start it off or who y'all think is an example of that kind of just Damn. kind of go from there with the, with the conversation.
2: Yeah, you know what? So I actually have somebody he, he doesn't fit into that mold though. Um so you know, you you probably won't agree with it. Uh but I'm going to Don King actually comes to mind for me as a as a culture vulture. Don King? Um, tell me, yeah, tell, yeah, tell yeah. me tell me more. Yeah. So and now the reason I say it is I mean, I guess you can't say that he's actually, you know, bulging off of the culture, so to speak. But I think that he's probably done a lot more harm um, than good to mm. the people that he's dealing with, you mm. know what I'm saying, as far as, right? So if you're, if, if we're terming, terming a culture virtue as someone that, you know, gaining off of the backs of the people, you know, in the sport, right, I think that he fits that mold very, very well, um, you know, just to name a few. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, uh, Tim Witherspoon, right? Terry Norris, Lennox Lewis. These are all people that we know because of what they do in the ring. They've all had lawsuits against Don King for stealing money in some way, shape, or form off of their backs.
0: Well, I don't um, think there's so, any cultural appropriation issue there. I get what you're saying. Um, right. I don't think, I mean, I feel like blacks have dominated the sport of boxing for years. I think we need to treat ourselves better and he could have did a better job of treating guys fairly because he knows right. you know, people who are not of our culture are out to get them. So yeah, he could have done a better Arum. job.
2: Right, right, right. So so right. So we're going to the other side. Right. So then, so then we'll say a person like Bob Arum, Right. But again, I just think that um, if we if we if we take the race factor out of it I think that Don King is is a dude that that would definitely uh, uh, fit the mold, you know. So that that that's somebody. I mean, that's then we can go to you know. That's interesting. Yeah, I like the yeah, Don. I, I, I like the
1: Don King. I like you. I like the reference to Don King. This topic is hard because because culture vulture it has to be someone who's from a different culture right. that takes right. from you know. Uh, the culture and claims it as their own right you know the classic right. example is like you know the Kardashians right people mm. people said that they're 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 culture vultures for everything that they're doing um out there so, I mean, more recently I think people have said Post Malone is a culture vulture um mm. you know but I, so I think with Don I, he is of He's of the culture. he's of the people. He's of the he's community. Of the but I mean, everything he's just you say, a grimy. Nigger. He's a grimy nigga. Like <laughs> that's I was, try, I, was trying to say, I was trying to say. What's the better word to say? He's a grimy nigga. He's the grimy nigga. We all know grimy. He's a shark. Niggers. He's a shark. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, that's that's. That, that, I understand. Now, you got any more around on your list?
2: Uh, not really, because I think at that point, then you start to get into you mm-hmm. know, I mean, fucking Robert Kraft wearing the the chains. You know, you get into right. Jerry Jones. You know, who I don't know if you necessarily can call him a culture vulture, but he's making the money off of our backs. You know, right. but he doesn't stand right. for the things that right. that are important to his players. Right. Right. You know, so I don't know if you can necessarily right. call him a culture so, vulture, but he is making significant, uh, you know, uh, amounts of money on on our backs.
3: Real, real quick. I,
0: uh, go ahead. Go ahead,
1: Juice. Go ahead,
0: we we spoke about Shannon Sharp I and mean, we talked about the cooning aspect. <laughs> I didn't necessarily want to like call him out or, or pin this on him, but the fact that he's promoting Hennessy, the fact that he's promoting Black and Milds and, and Backwoods, things that he's admitted he doesn't do himself, is he a culture vulture?
1: He's he's stra- he's on the borderline. I,
0: I think that he he's, is. He,
1: we gotta watch him.
0: I think that he is. I think he needs to relax. Yeah, it's going too far.
1: I actually was trying to find stuff in his past, like when he was an athlete. Was he like this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I, no. I couldn't see none no. of the stuff we see now. No. all this old Shea Sharp and all this shit. I couldn't find that <laughs> when he was playing. But I don't watch the show. Like, I know y'all watch the
0: show. I don't watch the show.
1: I don't watch the show.
0: I just one, see the I thought, clips one, I know, on Instagram. I thought one of y'all said, "I love the, show.
1: the oh, Okay.
2: Yeah, I know I, I, I haven't in a while. But at one point I was watching every day. Man,
1: show yeah. What you mean a while? Get your man. Don't <laughs> abandon him just because you ain't watching a couple days. You always text us about oh Shay Sharp.
3: Like, oh, yeah, my <laughs> my bad, better,
1: my relax. bad. That's that's, my, that's off camera. My bad. Um, two you want to go next or you want yeah,
0: to go? I'll, I'll go real quick. Yeah. I got two guys that I look at, and I could be wrong. I don't know with this with with both of them. One of them I feel strongly about. One of them I don't. But I'll start with the one that I really don't feel that strongly about because I'm unsure. Michael Rappaport. We see mm-hmm. Michael Rappaport a lot talking That's a sports. Good one. He's talking sports a mm-hmm. lot. He's on Old Shay Sharp and Skip Show That's a good quite one. often. He uses mm-hmm. the word Duke every chance that he gets, and I love the documentary he did on Tribe Called Quest. Like Michael Rappaport can somewhat claim stakes to the culture. I don't yeah. know. I'm conflicted. Yeah. Hmm. And he he. He recently said, you know, Meek Mill is a trash rapper. It's like.
2: like he, backed he, that, he walked that back. He did back walk though.
0: it back, but it's like, come on, Mike. Do you you might have been into the culture back in the 80s and the 90s, but do you qualify to speak on what's going on today from a rap standpoint? And also just the way he carries himself on these national shows and how he talks about sports, how he articulates himself is pretty much a rip-off from the culture. But he is from New York. He he he, mm-hmm. he he has bought in and did a... I promise you, if you've never seen the Call Quest documentary, which he directed and produced, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's phenomenal. It's great. So I struggle with Michael Rappaport a little bit. Yeah. Is I, he a culture vulture?
1: Yeah. I, it's funny. I... He's a he's a character he's becoming a caricature because he's trying to get yeah. people to come to his Instagram and, and to his he has a podcast that he promotes and then the Meek mm-hmm. thing was like really really a reach because I think Meek even showed like dude you was trying to take pictures with me in the whole nine like not too long ago now right. where did all this right. energy come from and right. and then he immediately posted pictures so it was all publicity stuff I hate when people reach just to get people to pay attention to their shit but the thing I struggle with culture vulture is. It's a thin line between, like, so white people can be part of the culture, right? And so, you know, if Mike's from New York and, and he's always fucked with black people, it's hard for me to say he's taken from a culture or community that he's not a part of. Right. So that's right. Why, that's the only thing. But I'm on the same Don King and and, and rap part of two people. I, I like those two picks just because... Rappaport is doing a little too much. He's doing just, too much. Just like O'Shea Sharp. Don't think I forgot about him, Rob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's doing too much. He's doing too much. And I think the way he carries why I say he might be a culture vulture, because the way he does articulate himself, the way he does carry himself, if he was black, could he get away with that? On these shows that he's on. Right. Would he be able to get I, away with that? At that point
3: this? it would be too much.
0: Right. If you're black, you got to go on there and talk proper. And you got to talk a certain way. He's able to go on there and talk freely Ooh, as if he I is from the Yeah, I know what just I mean?
2: got one. Here's one. I got one. I'm sorry, Tuce. Go ahead. You go. No, you go, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Yo. So if we're talking about right, again, appropriation, but in Johnny Manziel is a culture vote. He's on my list. You took mine. Mm. That's one.
1: But he's, but he's kind of less relevant now. That's the only thing about Johnny. He's definitely a culture vulture. 100%. Yeah.
0: Well, if we go and talk about Johnny, you know who we got to talk
1: about. Well, is it the person on my list?
0: It, is Baker Mayfield on your list?
1: Oh, no. Nah, I was nah, nah. He's not on my list. We
0: see Baker out there. Uh, Millie rocking. We see him right. out there doing all of these different things. He gets to go Money ahead. Time. He gets to be arrogant and talk shit to his former coach and his former staffs.
1: Baker Mayfield was, was Millie rocking. Yeah. Oh, enough said. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he did
0: a Millie Rock, and then he did the whole, yeah shit at the end. You know the, the dancing niggas do
1: it. Tra- Travis
0: Kelsey been doing that, too. <laughs> no, Ooh, he, he didn't Travis even do this Kelsey. in the game, though. He did this in, like, in front of, like, a group of... Travis Kelsey is not a culture. He's motor. not. I fuck with I Travis. Fuck with Travis. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. That's what I'm saying. We got to keep the same energy, right. though. Travis is Travis. not a <laughs> He Fuck was, with Travis. He
1: had a Flavor of Love man, show and picked a sister. He swag. He yeah. picked a sister. I was like, oh, I fucks with him. He man.
0: been fucking with Black Chick yeah, for he, a while. He, he
1: got a. I think he got a bad one right now. He, yeah, she's that's tough. The, that's the shorty, she's I think. Tough. it's the shorty from his show.
0: He had a Hold up. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's a rewind in the tape. Yeah, man. Travis Kelsey had a show like Flavor of Love? Real
1: one. Yeah. That's and he didn't I,
0: that's, pick the Blackwood Station did this come on?
1: I think it might have been the VH1 situation or something. What? Yeah. Of Hell course yeah. it was VH1. I've yeah.
0: never heard of this. No that's, way it came on VH1.
1: But yeah, this show was out. That's, it had to that's come where, on like E or some shit. I, I don't watch that. I didn't show. really watch it, but I remember when it happened, I remember he picked the black girl and I remember on social media it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All of a sudden, his shape up, you could tell he was using a razor now. No, you know Travis I
0: mean? got swag. Travis is... I hate to use that word, but he 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 be getting his shit right. His shape-ups is tight. like You can tell it ain't it ain't no game with him. It ain't in front. It ain't, a fraud, right. yeah. it ain't no act with him. Yeah. Baker did yeah. this he whole dance in front of the media, and I just like, could a black quarterback get away with doing that? I don't
1: know. That's interesting. I don't know. The one I had on my list, though, is I'm not a big fan of the Conor McGregor guy. That a lot of people talk about. I feel like he's a culture vulture. Um, you know, <clears throat> I saw him on All Star Weekend. You know, with, with flicking it up with Kevin Hart, and I, I never understood the interest with him. You know, he goes by on Instagram as the Notorious <laughs> MMA. Rest in peace, the Big. Yeah. And this is
0: the anniversary recipe. Rest in peace, rest in to peace B- the big. big. All right, March ninth is the anniversary of when he was tragically murdered. So rest Word. in peace To the B.I.G
1: Definitely Definitely yeah. I mean just, just How he carries himself The bravado The arrogance You know It just seems like I mean, it was a couple of things He said During the Mayweather fight That just rubbed me The wrong way Calling him a monkey Using the term boy And shit like that I just think As black people We gotta stop Supporting guys That we think Are not of the people and for the people and I put mm. I would put McGregor at the top of my list for culture mm.
0: and that's interesting I never really I uh, felt that way towards him but
2: yeah me either uh, because uh, I didn't think that he ever I don't know enough about him but I don't think I mean just him being from Scotland I don't think he likes niggas anyway so right, you know I don't right, know that he uh, yeah. I, I've never thought of him as trying to be you know part of our culture so to yeah. speak other and I didn't know his, his uh, Instagram name which is fucking hilarious but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't. Yeah, he he's, said he's a wild. Fuck him. He's he said cool.
1: he said some wild shit to a bunch of women during the Mayweather fight, which is kind of funny, but like if we talking about this, it's a little disrespectful. He says he's called he's considered himself a black man from the waist down, <laughs> basically talking to oh, women wow. talking about it, they could get it. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, B- bit of a vulture. That's, situation that's that's a little too much. Bit man. of a
0: vulture situation. But here's one that we're probably going to have to debate. And y'all may not like me for saying this, Mm -hmm. but I got to say it. He's harder than Wu-Tang Clan eating cornbread on the block. Used to piss me off growing up watching SportsCenter. I was bothered. I even thought about writing letters.
1: Oh, this is out of control. You can't say this. I'm saying it. You can't say this.
0: Rest in peace. Because I think he evolved a bit. But Stu Scott, to me, was a culture vulture. Mm-hmm. Stu Scott was a culture vulture. The stuff that he used to say, the phrases he used to use. And he's black. So You don't got to be a, a different shade to be a culture vulture. We all look at Stu Scott and we could tell he did not live the culture as if we may live it or how we see people being embraced or entrenched into a certain culture. He didn't live it. But he took it and used it for his benefit, so he could gain. Stu Scott, in my opinion, in rest in peace. And it's tragic that he died early, gone too soon. Don't get it twisted. But Stu Scott was a culture vulture, man.
1: What do you? What do you? When you? When you say that? Where do you, where, I don't. Well, I assume you know a lot about Stuart Scott to make that claim. So I just
0: said, one of the phrases that he used, harder than Wu-Tang Clan, so to, as he's calling a highlight, harder than Wu-Tang Clan on the block eating cornbread. What, you, what are you talking about?
1: But, but culture vulture means someone who's not from the, the culture I of the don't community. think. I don't think that he was. He's from Chicago. That I
0: I knew niggas at Hampton that said they were from Chicago. They were from the suburbs. Donna McNabb tried to say, say he's I'm just saying, from like, Chicago. Do, you know, from suburbs. do
1: you know enough about him to make that claim? Because part of being a culture vulture, we got to be precise when we use this term because people fucking misuse culture vulture all the and you, and time. And you,
0: you could be right. What? But from what I saw from this gentleman, no, I don't believe that he was and I felt, I felt that he used terms from the culture to his gain. Now, a lot of people might say, well, he brought hip hop to Sports Center or to ESPN. I, I was offended. I'm not going to, as a kid, I was offended by this stuff and this is not something that I'm, retroactively looking back on I remember in the moment as a kid I used to be offended by that shit man
1: well I would say I mean if we don't know enough about them to answer that question then I would go by the people that were in the building that were of color that worked with them and I mean when they talked about them and maybe people put glowing terms on people when, when they die but what the what I remember people saying is he was a trail trailblazer. Um, right, broke, that's how they broke, looked at it. But, but who are
0: the people talking about him? They're other white people, right? No, no, this is Most black of people. them are white people.
1: Jamel Smith, Michael Smith, like when you and, know. and they
0: may have looked and maybe it inspired them. Maybe it did inspire them to want to commentate or be on Sports Center broadcast. I had a different feeling. Like it offended me. I'm not gonna lie, man. It offended me. Like but stuff just, that he was just saying. Just
1: because it offended you though. I felt culture he was taking
0: those terms to stand out. I don't think that he really uh, live and, bre- and breathe the culture. He just knew that it would allow him to stand out But why, and use that at, to his advantage. But
1: why do you think he doesn't live and breathe the culture based on what you see and hear on TV? It, it,
0: that's all I can go off of. Because just this, like with Michael Rappaport, just like with everybody else we mentioned. We can yeah, only go off of what we've seen.
1: But nobody's the same personally that they are on a job what's that nobody's the same person that they are you, on a you, job you're correcting, versus that. their own you're life. correcting So that's that. the only lens that you so you're got saying you
0: disagreeing with me is what you're saying I which mean, is fine
1: i just i think you don't have a sound argument for proving why he's a culture of vulture if you don't know enough about his background
0: we don't know enough about mm. any of these people's backgrounds I we know, don't. I All know, I can go off of what I see on television and how it's presented. It didn't come off genuine.
1: I know. Conum, it did
0: not come off as genuine.
1: I know Conor McGregor never listened to Ready to Die. I'm comfortable. We don't know that, that. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not
0: comfortable <laughs>
2: in saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, like, Ron. What do you think? I I, I understand. I understand what Chisha's is saying. Um, only because maybe sometimes the delivery didn't seem like how <laughs> exactly. the delivery didn't necessarily seem like how my delivery would have been if I was on there saying what he was saying. Oh
3: yeah, 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 one hundred percent. So, I, so right. I
2: understand. I understand what you exactly. is saying. Uh, but now to to go to to play devil's advocate, right on on Dante's side, it's well maybe he maybe he tried to clean it up a little bit for TV just to get it through. So I I, I get both sides, but I definitely. I definitely did feel some of the same way.
0: Hold on real quick. When we watched and we talked about it on our second episode, when His and Hers was on TV, we loved that. We felt Michael and Jamel were genuine in what they were doing. Did we not?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The yeah. Stu Scott shit did not feel genuine.
2: Right. But again, I un- the only reason I played devil's advocate is because I understand that maybe sometime when you're trying to break through Then maybe you can't be one hundred percent genuine, you know. So then don't do it. Then don't do it
0: because it comes off as disingenuous, and it offended me. Yeah, I think as a kid, as a seventh, eighth grade kid, it offended me.
1: Yeah, I think I think we got to compartmentalize the discussion a little bit. So to be clear, I wasn't really a big fan of his use of that shit neither. Like, Word. this shit okay. just came off corny. Okay, Like I said, I, like,
0: I liked him as he was calling the NBA Finals. It, and I liked him there. It, he stopped doing it. So that's what, it, 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 to me, it seems like you used it.
1: But to finish my thought, he, he came off corny, but to the other point with his and hers, Jamel and Michael were more relatable in part because they're also closer to our age. Our age. You know what I'm saying So I just think It could have been A generational thing to, he, Stuart Scott looked like Somebody's dad That just came no, in your no, room no. Listening when to your Stu rap When
0: Scott was doing that We were in like 6th, 7th, 8th grade So he was probably In his late 20's Early 30's so Yeah but the, At the, the, that time You can't say that He wouldn't have been Able to be connected He would have been there As he got older Yes And he stopped doing it As he got older You know what I'm saying Like when he was Calling NBA Finals He wasn't talking like that To me he used it to advance himself Just like Fox Used to have all the black shows Right They had Levin's single They had Martin They had New York Undercover Right Once they got to a certain point They said Fuck y'all niggas And to me That's what Stu Scott did It's just my opinion
2: Damn, this nigga just killed Stuart Scott again <laughs> Duh. <Dumb.
1: laughs> I'm like, yo, this nigga never heard of God Bless the Dead? Like, Jesus. I just
0: said I love Stu Scott for what he became. And I respected him as he was calling games and he was at the NBA Finals. But I feel like he appropriated the culture to advance, a culture that he was not a part of.
2: Now, here's a question, though. But here's a question, though. At that point in time, right at that point in time, because rest in peace to Stu not, Scott
0: don't get me wrong I do have a lot of affinity I do have a lot of respect for Stu Scott but I feel like he appropriated the culture to advance and I did not but, feel like he was a part of the culture that me you and Dante are, are very well connected to
2: Yeah, I mean I, I understand I just don't know if, if trying to appropriate the culture at that point would have been Beneficial, you know.
0: It's beneficial because because you can stand out. Sometimes you gotta take a
1: risk,
2: right? Yeah. Sometimes right. you gotta I- take
0: a
1: risk. Man, I don't know a whole lot about Stu Scott, but just doing a quick look, just <laughs> went through, from grew up in Winston Salem. I mean, he was an alpha. I- that's that. we all
0: know when you, some when you say that somebody is, about the culture.
1: When you say somebody Hell yeah, is, yeah, we do. When you say somebody Stop. is a culture vulture, you gotta be able to tell me a little bit about them though, to make sure to make the argument that they're not of the culture of the community. I understand y'all
0: niggas wanna stick up for Stu Scott. No, I get nigga,
1: it. Like we gotta be precise when we talk about this well,
0: stuff. well, how how is it that that everybody was cool with running away from Don King when we clearly believe he was? A part of the culture but now i'm being attacked for Stu scott
1: i'm not attacking we all but said don we we said don, don. we said don we said don king was a grimy nigga, but we said he, we didn't think he was a culture vulture
0: ron's thought he was a culture vulture he we didn't look up his fucking history and his fucking sorority or fraternity because he's, he's
1: here to defend himself <laughs> we didn't look up his fraternity Man, association i just think it's kind of corny to talk about a I, guy. I
0: i understand that and
1: that's just that's, I d- I understand I that. that. I understand corny.
0: that. It's not about, it's not no corny. It's about how I felt as a kid watching him. I, I felt this way for a long time. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, now I just want to talk about somebody. It's tragic what happens to Scott. Going too soon. I said all of that. I, I don't need to say it no more. I respect Stu Scott, but I feel like he appropriated the culture to advance. So if we're talking about cultural appropriation, I think that that's what he did. So he has to be coined as a culture vulture. Do you think, do you disagree that Stu Scott appropriated the culture?
1: I don't know enough about Stu Scott to make that claim. Was he uh, a court? Was he a court? We don't know enough about anybody. Nah, let me, let's finish the thought though. We see Stu Scott as an educated black man who was on TV using rap lyrics and saying it in a way that we might not have been from, wasn't the same vibe that we was on. But we don't, need, we don't know enough to know about his background and know if he wasn't a part of the community?
0: We don't know enough about anybody. We don't know enough about Leo Cohen. We all agree we don't believe that he's a culture vulture. We don't know enough about Joey IE or whoever. I'm not rolling, man. Are.
1: I'm not rolling. All right. That's, that's fine. I'm not rolling. I'm
0: not backing off from him. I think that he was. Rest in peace to him. I think he did a <laughs> lot of good. For the Jamel Hills and the Michael Smith that they viewed it differently. But you but if he if did they that, viewed it differently.
1: If he did that, then you can't say he said fuck the community because he would have gave back. That's what a culture vulture is. It's somebody who takes but doesn't give back. That's what the definition of culture vulture is. How do we know if is. Stu
0: Scott gave back? Because, because you got people he inspired, like Jamel Hill. He inspired them. That's no, they all he said did.
1: that he stood up for him in ESPN, but it wasn't the best place for black people and he got them looks that they didn't get before.
0: Well, I don't know nothing about that. Because you know. didn't research. You Nigga, you just making that shit up. You didn't research. Right. How do you know that's what he did? I got it from Goose Johnson. <laughs> Goose Johnson. <laughs> I'll
2: tell
0: you what. You got it from Booger, hey, nigga. You got it from hey, Booger. Hey, yo,
2: Tay, Tay sold me on that one. That nigga sold that shit quick as hell. Yeah, that's how you know it's a lie. That
0: nigga should have been an attorney. Plus, nigga out said he was saying You singing. should be representing R. Kelly, nigga. Just you don't want to believe the truth, nigga.
1: Uh. <laughs> Nigga trying to kill a a dead man because he didn't say hip hop parade the right way. Nigga, please. I was offended. Fuck out of here.
0: Ron agreed with me. I agreed with you too. He was offended.
1: I I thought it was corny, but I don't know. I didn't get the vibe he was a culture vulture, though. But I know what culture vulture means.
0: I feel like people are, because he's passed away and it was tragic. Of course, we don't want to talk about a dead man. And they did to Michael Jackson recently. I didn't appreciate that. But since the topic came up, I felt this, felt this way for a long time. And I felt like, all right, I want to bring up Stu Scott. So, Ron, do you agree with me or not? Clearly, Dante doesn't. With Stu Scott appropriating black culture for his advancement, yes or no?
2: If I'm going to speak solely on the surface, then I'm going to say that when I would hear Stu Scott speak the way that he spoke, it didn't sound the way that I spoke. Right. So I'll say... I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, I'll just I'll leave it at that. I don't know if he was a culture vulture, but I'll say that uh, it didn't sound. That. It didn't. I can it didn't that. sound. It didn't sound like me. It sounded like like Tae said. It sounded like a dad that walked in and heard a cool song and, and before you know it. <laughs> that was, the, was that was the vibe I got. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay.
1: I'm saying the same thing as Ron. I'm just willing to debate it a little bit more. Okay.
0: Again. Rest in peace to Stu Scott. Jesus. I definitely respect <laughs> Stu Scott. I don't. I didn't. I don't want this to get misconstrued. <laughs> Yo, Stu
2: don't want your rest in peace. He's good on yours. Said, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, he's good on your rest in peace. He'll take mine. Rest in peace, Stu You know, saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think he did a lot for black commentators? Or black, oh, definitely. You, you, you do believe yeah, definitely. that? <laughs> Do yeah, you yeah, believe yeah. that too? I, yeah, I think so.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he made it, Uh, you know, he, he, he gave them a someone that looked like them. Whether whether he sounded exactly like them or not, he put a black man in your living room every morning at, at 6.30 mm. so you could watch SportsCenter. You know what? You, you know what I'm right. saying?
0: You are right. You are right.
2: You know. And I will you know, say... And, 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 go ahead. And truth be told, truth be told, right, he, he came at a hard time. I mean, because... We grew up with with Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. Right. and they had that shit on fucking lock.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. They had that
2: shit on lock. You know what I'm saying? So for him to come in, and though it didn't sound the way that we dictated, for him to say something that we knew what he was talking about, even though my dad may not have known what the fuck he was talking about with right. 36 Chambers, right, right. it was like, oh, oh shit, this nigga just said that. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So, agreed,
0: agreed. And I think that...
1: But you're not wrong for feeling how you felt, though, too. that shit, Yeah, that's how I felt. He was, he was, it was definitely awkward yeah. when he did yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't probably yeah. awkward
1: for white kids looking at it, though. They probably thought it was cool. Like, I he, get that. Maybe
0: he introduced a lot of that into their living room. Maybe he did. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? And, and maybe yeah. help advance the culture. You know, right. shit, you know, what, maybe it did help advance the culture.
2: Maybe it did.
0: Maybe in some way it did enhance the culture. I'm just talking about how I felt, and it used to really bother me. Yeah, man. I ain't yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. As a kid, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, it bothered me, man. I ain't gonna lie. But I get it. I get no disrespect. I hope. It's not disrespectful And how I felt about it But that's just how I felt So That was a good conversation
1: you know. We gotta keep the Culture Vulture shit going I like it <laughs> That shit was
0: good But those four or five niggas On the starters On NBA TV Y'all niggas There's no debate Culture Vulture Get some color on that Motherfucking set
1: Nigga Right
2: That's ridiculous yeah, you know, Here's another thing too For real for real Just back to what We were talking about earlier With black sportscasters And I, I know we were talking about Mostly in the booth NBA TV And and TNT, they do a great job of giving former athletes, black athletes, a chance. They do a great job at that shit. I still don't know how Paul Pierce has a job, you know. But they do a great job um, of giving, you know, uh, athletes a a chance to get on there and speak about their sport. You know, so that's that's, that's to be commended. And that ties right back into our Stuart Scott. If it wasn't a Stuart Scott, then you may not see Jalen Rose Speaking about
1: the NBA every day. Nigga, like they had my man Action Jackson calling a game the other day. The NBA is, like, killing it. Action Jackson? Jim Jackson. Remember him? Oh, oh I saw yeah, that. yeah. Jim-
0: I thought you meant the nigga, nigga from Rocky. Nigga, I thought you were talking
3: Rocky. about Carl Weathers. I'm i These niggas
2: is reaching. Shit. What
1: Carl Weathers calling boxing? What the fuck? Uh man, He still got Clyde. They still got my uh, man Walt Frazier out there looking crazy. I mean I saw Jim Jack, Jim Jackson calling again. I'm like, God damn, man.
0: Oh man. So we we all we often have done the sucker OG move. I don't have a ton of examples, but I do got one that I wanna try to get out there. And maybe we'll think of some more. I saw Clinton Portis on Oh boy. The, the the female we mentioned in the last show Kristen Leahy oh, It's on her show And he told her Before almost every game He would take shots of Henny I saw that and He would take shots of Henny Before every game To loosen himself up Now we talked about marijuana We talked about uh, the Opioid epidemic Painkillers Is he a sucker OG for, for that? If we look at what they were probably trying to give him, would it have been uh worse? I had him in my fantasy football league a few times, I would have liked to know him. you were taking shots at Henny a few times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on, you you
1: wasn't with me at Chi yeah? We saw we him, saw him. We saw that was him. like before a game, he was bugging. No, I think he was out. Was he retired? I think then? He was retired by then, okay, yeah, he was
0: like a lot thinner, that's why I didn't even know if it was him, okay, but um. Is that a sucker move or an OG move? You know, Hennessy before the games to nigga, loosen yourself a, up.
2: That shit is corny. Especially, depend, nigga, the Henny? Like, you drinking <laughs> bottom of the barrel, Henny? Don't tell me about drinking no damn Hennessy. the fuck out of here, nigga. I are not rolling? Want that shit. You're not rolling? With Hell that. no. I'm not drinking Hennessy to do nothing right now. Do you now? think it fuck hurts
0: that. or helps a performance in the NFL game? He said he wasn't drunk, but he was... Taking the various shots of Hennessy before each game,
2: man. I think that just goes into being a nigga. Like that shit's corny. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like get the fuck out of here, fuck, nigga. You, you know you, nigga. You, if you drink, you start drinking, nigga. You're sluggish and you're slow. That ain't giving you no boost. That ain't giving you no boost. You start coasting. Niggas start drinking henny at eleven a.m. when they on vacation, and you coasting for the rest of the day and shit. Yeah. You know how we used to do it. Yeah. Fuck out of here. That's 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 a sucker move. That's it's just a sucker move. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's corny. Why is
1: he talking? Was it a direct question or he just came up? He just came out of the blue and said it. It was like, kind it of out like... of the
0: blue. How do you get prepared for games and being in Washington? So it was just like it's kind of
3: corny to talk question. about
1: that. Hey, like if you did that, cool. Why are you talking about it? Like, um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll call it a... It's nothing OG about it to me. Um, I mean, I guess it's, it's similar OG. It's similar to, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, where players use use weed, I guess, to cope with pain, possibly. But if he said he used this to, like, get him ready for a game, I, I mean, whatever. It just sounds, sounds corny.
0: I, I agree with yeah. that. I think that's definitely a sucker move. Why Why even put that out there now? Yeah. I think people are going to look at him negatively for doing so. Um just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And as a fantasy football owner, nigga, you owe me, motherfucker. Now I see why you couldn't get into the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it now. You better not let me see you or Markel folks on U Street, nigga. I'm coming
2: for mm. you. Mm. Yo, I got one. I got one. I don't know if it necessarily goes into the sucker OG category, but how do we feel about Joel Embiid playing in the All-Star game and then missing eight games for my beloved Philadelphia Seventy Sixes mm. was playing in the all-star game. Was that a sucker? or
1: That's a, damn, O-K that's a damn good one, bro. I don't know if it's I, a,
0: just, I don't know if you can categorize it that way. Um, yeah. I think that I think it's a sucker move. If he knew he had ailments, but just wanted to play in that right. game because of what it may represent in his mind, um, Yeah, I I think that would be a sucker move for sure. Definitely, again, there's nothing OG about it. There's no way that can be OG. But if his thought process was, I wanted to play in this game all my life, this is my second year, and he looked bad in the game in general. If he played in that game knowing he had some ailments, that's some sucker shit.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that. It's and you know that's probably what happened. He just wanted to do it for the look. Then he came back and now yeah.
0: And so we're going to end it on this one. And we never talked about this. It happened a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Never talked about it. Most recently, LeBron James passed Michael mm-hmm. Jordan as uh, was a number 4 on the list. Number 4 yeah, I think on that's this right. list for four. all-time points. Let's keep in mind Michael took a year and a half off of baseball. Let's keep in mind Michael took some time off after his sixth championship. Let's keep that in thought. But a few months ago, a couple months ago, LeBron James said when he beat the Golden State Warriors, after Kyrie hit the shot, after Kyrie Irving put the brunt on his shoulders. And took the tough shot to take the lead to win the game. Apparently, LeBron thinks that made him the greatest player of all time. (laughs) That's what he's saying. Yeah. Now, is that some sucker shit? Or is it as Ali said, he was the greatest? As Floyd said, the TBE, the best ever. Is he just staking claim? And are we saying that's an OG move? Is that a Um, sucker OG move for LeBron to come out and say something like that? Just as Dante has said many a times, you don't give yourself your own nickname. You let the people do that. Bingo. Is that a sucker OG move? I
2: know how I feel about it. Man, we all feel the same way about that. Mm -hmm. You can't coin yourself the greatest. Mahomet Ali, that, that was something different. Different time, different era, right LeBron, the, you can't... The, the I think Ali backed the, it up. Yeah, I think
0: right, but he the, has moments he can point to and say, I proved it.
2: Multiple. But, but Here's the other thing. The other thing is that at this point, right, you're dead square in the middle of this argument that's constantly going on. It ain't, it's not for you to make that call. You're still playing. Go out there and keep playing. Play right now. Keep playing. Let the people say if you're the greatest. Say, I feel like, you know, if you... Figure out a way to say that. Hey, this made me feel really good about myself, or whatever. But don't go out and claim yourself to be the greatest. Let the people make that choice. You know, I think I think that's just what that's what men do. That's what men do. I don't need you to tell me I'm a I'm a I'm a great. I don't need to go and say, hey, just so you know, guys, I'm a great father. Let somebody else tell me I'm a great father. Yeah, that's a sucker move. That's just corny.
1: Yeah, super I mean, corny It's super corny I think the thing With LeBron What we're seeing, I think either Toosh might have made This argument earlier A few episodes ago Or maybe Ron said it And I never thought of it Until y'all said it But like He's trying to con- Control the argument Or the, the debate Right So right. everything about him Is about right. his legacy And trying to c- Control the discussion Around how you Evaluate him When he's retired
3: mm. mm-hmm. So he
1: knows Like go- I mean Going to L.A. Was all- everything Except about basketball When he went there When he went to L.A. And now you see he's with a team now where the shit is a train wreck and he doesn't really know how to deal with that other than to Mm. point the finger at other people. So the Mm. only way to have him put himself in the best light is to be your own voice box he's looking at. And he's creating these... He said a lot of wild shit though about I, his legacy. I feel like even speak.
0: I feel like even Maverick and Rich Rich uh, Paul were looking at him like, come on, why, why? I would hope now so. we got to deal with this. I would hope so. <laughs> right?
1: I would hope so. What yeah. are you
0: talking about? Because everybody can see it. It's not even quiet as kept. He's their young boy. We 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 all know that. LeBron is their young boy. If you ever watched that More Than a Game uh, movie that he had. LeBron yeah, yeah, has always one. been the young bull. Even he's been yeah. the nigga. He's been the one to 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 propel all of their
1: lives. That's interesting.
0: But he's always been the young bull.
1: Is, are they older than him or are they just they're around the same, same
0: age, age, but he was just, just the young boy. He's the he was just the
2: boy yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the young bull. Got it. Just, where he was at. Yeah, just where he was at in the clique. You yep. know what I'm saying? That was his role. His role in the clique was to be the, you know, you the youngest. I didn't know that. He That's interesting. We the we the mouthpiece. He
0: was the Dabe, and Ron knows exactly what I'm talking about.
2: And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh,
1: I think I know <laughs> he, who he was talk. the about. I Dave. think I know what that means. Too. He was
0: the Dabe, but that was his problem. That probably if they didn't coin him with that particular nickname, which I'm sure they didn't. His name should have been that within their environment, within their crew. <laughs> Dumbass, young bull, Dabe, and 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 he continues to be that. It's clear. So this is a character flaw on many levels from that standpoint and we see it when he's on the court now you could say that he got more points more rebounds more assists than michael jordan you can say that all you want but who do you want with the ball in the last minutes for the game on the line who do you want if you're down by 10 points with five minutes left to take over the game nobody in their right mind is going to say lebron james so cut it out nigga cut it the fuck out I
1: think
0: he heard you on that. One. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, you don't want no smoke with that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. Um, Ron, you got anything you want to say? What you, what's going on out there in your world, man? Oh man, nothing,
2: brother. We getting ready to uh, getting ready to start baseball season, man. So you, you know, you're not gonna, gonna,
0: gonna be of riots. Of You're not gonna start a rise this year, right?
2: Uh nah, no no riots for me, man. It's okay. quiet as kept. It wasn't me that started it, it was her.
3: Allegedly. Man, it wasn't me. Allegedly.
2: It, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was her. <laughs> I seen her jump I seen her running across the field. I said, Oh Lord, I gotta jump this fence right now and get this thing stopped. And no I riots. Yeah, no riots, man. We are getting ready to start this baseball thing, and uh, you know, we'll be doing this all the way until August, man. So we coming to a town right, near you. We well, in we, Baltimore. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, are you? No, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We, we definitely gonna do we that. We back down here.
0: It's Kyle yep, Ripken Jr. It's a beautiful yes, complex. Beautiful complex. Word. So yep. yeah, I'm definitely coming down there for that. We gotta um, hit up Norma Jeans.
2: <laughs> <We'll> just <laughs> keep that between <laughs> us. I, yeah, because nobody listens. Yeah. So we're good.
3: <laughs> Either they don't
0: know, don't show, and don't give a fuck about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. One time. Peace. Peace.